For those of y'all out there who are tired of sub telling you ain't shit because you ain't getting database development, come on over to Tech G Records. When it came to this, though, black people were telling me not to do it. They were telling me that this that shit for white boys. Huh? Let them Asians do it. Yeah, I remember when I went, I was at this tech school before I went to the boot camp, right? And all the black people went to, like, the networking and all the white boys. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you. You know why black people go to networking? Because they think that it, a lot of them, a lot of times, a lot of them looking at that shit like it's just manual mixed with IT. It's like running routers and running. They think they're going to be running cords and shit and it's going to pay them 80, 90,000. That's how they think. It doesn't do that. Now, the guy you see that, he has way more knowledge than just the basic shit, putting up switches and shit like that. So what they do is they think that's how they can make some money because it's easier. A lot of times we gravitate towards the easier spaces and that's what really hurts a lot of us as African-Americans because we think that Cisco is easier than just going into the shit you just named off. C-sharp, you look at that big-ass program and all these damn functions and, and shit, and you looking like... I, I love C-sharp. <laughs> That's I what I'm saying, but you're looking at all this shit and you're looking at lines of code, like four, 500 lines of code. That shit will fuck you up in the head like, man, I got to go and figure all this shit out. I don't know this. I don't know that. How am I going to figure this out? How am I going to figure that out? Then you come back to the game and you like, you know what? I should have. As time goes on, man, I'm going to tell you something. The best thing I think I did was coming in, getting a brother that worked in Oracle and seeing him make $200,000 in like the 90s and knowing that how that was how much money I could make back then. What that did was that that forced me to go in the direction I went into. Otherwise, you go to a junior college and tell them you want to go into computer science, you don't know. First thing you'll do is just grab networking. That's why you think it's prevalent in every college. If it's in every college, if it's taught at every college website, it's probably not going to pay as much. Not to say that the shit as time goes on doesn't, because I'm sure there are guys that can tell you, I'm sure there are CompTIA guys, for example, that could probably tell you, this is how you do. You take this, you take this, you take this, and you do this. And I, I wouldn't argue with them because I'm not, I'm not an authority on their shit, just like they're not an authority on mine. So I'm not saying that CompTIA doesn't work, but you got to know what to do. But if it's just the basic shit that they teach at community college, you're not going to make but $15, $20. Guys, I have a website and I do consultations. People sign up all the fucking time. You know how many thousands of people I done spoke with? Black people that I've spoken with in this field, or they got associates, they got a bachelor's, that got, you know, got a, you feel I have spoke to at least three people with MBAs, three that have MBAs, two of them quit. One of them, I think she's still in the class right now, but she got an MBA. Most of these people, they're like, I got a master's in business administration. I couldn't get a job or I got this computer science degree and I work at this factory. I drive trucks or I got an associate's degree and I got X amount of certifications and I got this certification, that certification. And man, these people offered me $15 or $17 or $22 and Man, I can make more net driving trucks, so I didn't take it. You oh, know, that's, and you, I you, you hear that story a lot. Yeah, anyway, well, you know what, man? You can work three years, and at your third year, you know, you can go up and you can do this, and then you can make 65. I ain't excited about no damn 60. I'm not. I'm not excited mm -hmm. about 65. You know, what's up, G Dizzle? I got G Dizzle in the back. What's up, brother? Yeah, the, but, this, the software internships, be like, they, they like $30, $30 or $35 an hour. That's what I'm saying. When we was at Tuskegee, I, man, I knew a guy went to um, Hewlett Packard, came back with like $12,000 in a summer yep. back in the 90s during the dot-com era. What's up, G Dizzle? What up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Jesus, I know you got something. What, what do you teach? <laughs> so I teach these uh, CompTIA certs that you're talking about as part of my okay. uh, part of my side business that I have, man. And I think well, you're being. Say, a, let me say, I, think, say I definitely yeah. wasn't trying to shit on your 
on on your shit. In fact, we can put the link in the chat. I'm definitely not trying to. Put, uh, what I, I was I, saying was, I've talked to a lot of people that go to community college and get yeah. those certs and they can't get jobs. I'm sure you ain't just like that. I'm sure you telling them the shit they got to do to win. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been doing tech for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? And I started off doing the comp to your stuff. So I, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of experience and knowledge, and I do teach the certifications. I teach people how to pass it. I got a whole channel dedicated to that. It's called Tech G. In case y'all want to go subscribe, but um, you know, I hope you get it slowly. Say it slowly. <laughs> just just type Tech G T E C H G E E Tech G. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I help people pass the certifications. Now, I think you're being slightly disingenuous just a little bit here in terms of, um, I guess, upward trajectory and mobility in tech. Like, I get it. You want people to go into database development or computer programming. Oh, hold on, G. Hold on, like G. Hold on, G. I'm not saying... I, I think you you would actually be the perfect... You would be the authority on that shit because you have the certification. I'm just yeah. saying... Well, well, there's a difference between you who has a training that I've been doing this shit. This is where you go. You need this. You actually give your students probably advice. You tell them how to do this, how to win. But a guy going to a community college or some little tech boot camp over a weekend, yeah. taking the test and getting the cert is probably not going to. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. You just going to take a test, pass a cert, and thinking that the world's just going to open up to you, where you're going to land these high paying jobs is probably not a reality for most people unless you know somebody that works in in the company or something like that what i do like i say i teach people how to pass the certs and um and then i also offer other stuff kind of like you where i go over their resume i teach them all this other hands-on lab stuff but all this stuff is at like a premium that i charge for obviously but um just going to take the cert studying for two weeks going to take the cert and then thinking you're going to go get a eighty thousand dollar job probably isn't going to happen now where i think you're being slightly disingenuous is i think i I heard you say something about these CompTIA certs ain't really all that per se. And I think really it depends on what you want to do in tech. Like when I educate my students or anybody asking me about tech, first thing I always ask them is, what do you want to do in tech? Because that's going to dictate the path that you go down, whether you got to go load up on some CompTIA certs. Because I try to push people towards going into cybersecurity because there's like this major need for cybersecurity personnel. But in order for you to get most cybersecurity jobs, you know, it's, you're going to have to be loaded up with some type of certifications. Database development, what you teach. I don't even know if there is a cert related to that or if it is. I don't know how no, important no. it is. I mean, there are there are certifications wow. that you can get, but yeah. not like where put it like this. I can take a student mm -hmm. in six months and they can hit six, they can hit a six-figure job. Whereas that's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not saying I wouldn't dare say that everybody I know that been in been in those comp tier certifications for north of five years, they can get big money. Yeah, they can. Like, but, and like but I say, the guy, the guy that I, the black people, what we want is speed. So a lot of times. If it ain't something they can reach in a year and a half, two years, they get frustrated and quit. Yeah. Well, I think the misconception is when it comes to these conversations, like I got 20 years doing this. You got 10, 15 years. Citizen Lou, I don't know how long he's been in tech. I'm, I think I'm when green. I'm, I'm like, I'm around four. Okay. I think Pretty when cool. a lot of newbies listen to these conversations from people like us, they get 
excited about the possibility of how much money you can make. And yes, you can make a lot of money. I know plenty of people that work in cybersecurity got start off with these CompTIA certs. And within three to five years, they was cracking six figures. You're talking about you can get them to that level faster, which is highly possible doing database development. But I don't think people really understand the, the quote unquote levels of difficulty when it comes to this. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I've taught this stuff professionally when I was in the military for like four years. Um, my last four years in the army, I was an actual IT teacher. And so I've taught hundreds and hundreds of people and I've been able to gauge over the years to where I can almost point out exactly who is going to pass and who's going to fail. Who, who who was made for getting an A plus, net plus, security plus, who was made for getting a higher level cert or going into database development or something else, or who's just IT isn't just worth it. Uh, is isn't, isn't the path for them because it's look, just look, we in complicated. Lockstep. We are huh? actually we lockstep because when people call me and we do the consultation, yeah. I'm, I'm very straightforward and candid. And just by yeah. anybody that's done a consultation with me and tell you, look man, if you ain't ready to study, if you're not ready to get it, you will fail. I tell them exactly. I said, you, you're gonna fail if you don't follow directions. If you don't record, you don't you don't record the interviews. You don't because guess what? You get if you finish, you pass my interview, and you yeah. go out there and you get you go to interview and you refuse to record it. You are gonna fail unless yeah. once in a while somebody will get through. But a lot oh. of times I tell them record the interview so I can help mm -hmm. you. Then they go, I didn't get the job sub. Did you record it? Nah. Okay, we'll record the next one. Usually after about three weeks of that, they quit and give up. It's a yeah. lot of things because they don't follow directions. On the first yeah. day of class, I tell them the same thing. Record the interviews. Make sure you follow the steps. Watch the watch the videos. Take the quiz. Do the study. Cut out the note cards. Do everything I give you. I got like six things that they can do right now in my sequel that I just taught in the last month. Mm -hmm. I told them, if y'all don't follow directions, you're not going to succeed. And it won't be my fault. It'll be yours. Now, one thing I do want to clear up with this comp to your stuff, right? Because I, I always have to state this is that, like I say, when it comes back to the newbie people who don't really know anything about tech and they just want to get into tech, they're always going to get bombarded with comp to your stuff. Because what they fail to realize is this is really like A plus, net plus, security plus. I market my stuff strictly as entry level stuff, meaning this is to get your foot into the door. This is what I personally believe to be the easiest path to getting into IT. And from there, you can branch off and do all kind of do whatever the hell you want. But I also tell people, if you want to make the money, you can't just stop at these entry level certs. You're going to have to learn a whole brand new skill like database development or some type of coding, or you're going to have to get a more specialized certification, anything from a CCNA, CCNMP, or, you know, AWS. Well, yeah, Ad I'm going to give you a good example. Let me, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a good yeah. example. I yeah. think certain certifications like those cloud certifications cloud architect mm -hmm. anytime you get to an architect level on most certifications that's where you're gonna get some money like like for example we about to do uh next month we're gonna do well not well technically it's june so in yeah. july we're gonna do we're gonna do salesforce right yeah. but you're gonna we're gonna start and by the time you get to the top of the salesforce cert you're talking three four hundred thousand a year but oh yeah I believe you gotta it. do you gotta do about five to six different certs. You got it. It's going to take you about a year and a half to two years to get all those certs. But your first job, anywhere from 70, depending on what you put on your resume, if you, depending on if you got a resume, now, if you put a resume like how I do, then you might get a hundred, but you're not going to get the $200,000 with just the first Salesforce cert Oh no, you're not. as an administrator. But I think, I to me, 70,000 is good coming off the street cold turkey for about six, seven months of studying. Now, what you what you got to also educate people on, and I do this a lot, so people to hear that, ooh, $70,000, Salesforce, 
Salesforce certification or whatever, whatever, right? What I tell people, I'm like, like I said, I've taught this professionally when I was in the military for four years. That was my entire job. If you take a hundred people and be like, all right, we're going to go learn Salesforce. We're going to go learn A+. plus. It doesn't matter what the damn skill set it is. Out of those 100 people, you'll be lucky if you get maybe three, the three to five people that will do everything you say and go pass on the first time go, meaning they pass the test and or they secure a job. And then you'll have upwards of like, I don't know, 45 people that are going to fail out. They're not going to try. They thought it was cool because of the money, but then they realized, damn, I actually got to read books. I got to actually go do this. I got to do that. They're going to yeah. tap out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then you might have another 45 or so. They'll take their sweet time to where they'll drag the process out so long. They're going to have to start over from scratch. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yeah, so, bro. The thing bro, is, you, you know what? You telling my, yeah. you telling the story of lifting the veil. That's what yeah. you do. I mean, because I, I deal with it. With my my website yeah. is, uh, yeah. like I say, the YouTube channel is Tech G. The matching website is Technology G, and I'm building another LMS, a learning management. Uh, you know, you know what that is. Same thing you got to where I'm gonna have that going through. But like I say, I did this professionally, and so my thing is when we have these conversations, and especially when we're talking to Black folks about it and the money you can make. What I've discovered is a lot of Black people get excited about the money. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we'll hope we'll go into these whole CompTIA versus what you're teaching versus what somebody else teaches. The thing is, it doesn't matter what the hell you're learning, whether you're learning entry level search from me or you're learning some database development from sub. The reality is only about maybe five of y'all are going to actually go through and do what the hell we tell you to do and be successful with it. The majority of y'all are going to tap out. And I'm not saying that because I think y'all can't do it. I'm just telling you what the reality of the situation is going to be. So it doesn't matter what. Why you do you? Care. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't. Is, I don't that, is this a? You think that's a black thing, or is it white people do it too, or is it? I no, mean, white white people do it too. So I, I'm not going to just chalk this up to black people thing. I'm just going to chalk this up to a bunch of lazy. Well, I don't want to say lazy in terms of oh you just ain't doing shit. But I'm just talking about mentally lazy and people just don't want to study and read. Nobody likes studying and nobody likes reading. We live in this microwave uh, society. We run to Google. We want everything right now. You know what I'm saying? When it That's comes it. to tech and you're trying to get extremely proficient so you can make the maximum salary possible in your field or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. you have to break those books out. And those yep. books are oftentimes five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred pages long with very little pictures in them. <laughs> you yep. have to know that information. And then when you go to these job interviews, you have to know what the hell you're talking about. So yes, you can go, anybody can go in there and pass a test. But see, let me say this though, yeah. G, I, I, do, I do believe that's where a person kind of benefits from brothers like us because yeah. look, man, if I'm trying to learn about joining tables together, right? Yeah. I told my niece this the other day. She wanted me to learn a Asked, she asked a question. She didn't want to say it. And I asked her. She didn't know the answer. Right. So I said, mm -hmm. okay, let me explain it to you. I opened the screen. I showed her. I showed her in a, I went into a management studio and I showed her how to do it. I said, yeah. look, you know how long it would have took you to read a book to get just what I gave you in like five minutes? Yeah. It took, it took so, cause I always tell students, look, unmute your microphone, ask questions. If you don't, you're going to be the only other option you're going to have is either go back and listen to this live recording, mm -hmm. right? Or you're going to have to actually go. Look at the self-study, you got which you can do that. I kind of made it easy. I gave them note cards, everything. But oh, I do all that too. Yeah, but the problem is if you don't do that and you open the book, now you're talking about three or four chapters of reading. It might take you an hour and a half to get it to actually get the concept. Yep. Whereas I was able, because I've been doing this for X amount of years, I've been teaching, I can give you a little Venn diagram and show you this is actually what a left when I say left join, this is really what I mean. 
mm-hmm. mean, bring me all the tables from this, all the records from this one, and then matching records from that one. That's what I'm saying. We don't, a lot of times as students, I, it, it, you are right, I think it's most students. A lot of times students, when they get in these environments, they think, you know what, all I got to do is just sit here and watch the lecture, and I'm going to be proficient. I'm like, this ain't your English class where you can this sit This ain't there. Netflix. Yeah, you could. <laughs> look, in a lot of classes, I could sit there in school, pay attention to the teacher, right, and then just give the teacher back what they want to hear. I was, I could do that. You can't do yeah. that in tech. You cannot no, do it. Can't. You can. You gotta actually do it. And so I give them labs. I tell them, "Hey guys, y'all need to meet up after class. We're not having class Thursday, man. Y'all need to meet up Thursday at eight o'clock. Why don't y'all meet up and do this and do that?" You know, I, then when they have class, guess what I do? I hop on there and try to see if they. I was like, "Okay, all right, what's up? Let me help y'all out. What y'all trying to do?" You know, the reason I do that is because, like I said, I've tried, man. I've had classes where I beg students, man. When I first started, I would beg them not to quit. I, yeah. I, was, I was just like that. I would call people, man, why are you quitting? You're so close. I have people that will pass the interview process. The, I mean, take the whole class, pass my interviews, go in an interview, get get stumped in an interview and quit. Mm. I'm like, you know how close you are. Are you like, you could like, and I, I, I even play interviews. That's why I like to record interviews. I'm like, look, so-and-so went on this interview, got stumped and got a job. It happens. Every I got bad interviews of all my people that get testimonials. I got at least three or four interviews where people got their ass handed to them and I play them. I say, all these people got jobs. I like to play the ones where people got jobs. Because I'm like, this person got a job. They got their shit together like literally two weeks later. But I just want you to see no. that you go to interview and somebody can blindside your ass or you just won't be yeah. in the right head space because you're so worried about the money instead of focused on, I'm like, damn, they gave you gimme questions, like real easy questions that I know you know the answer to, yeah. but you couldn't because you're so nervous. And black people, especially, we don't know because we got this imposter syndrome. We don't know. So we get in these spaces and we think, man, I don't have the, the skills to do this. I don't have the skills. I shouldn't be here. And so these people ask you a basic question. I'm like, you know the answer. But the shit just blocks in your mind. I've had that happen. When I first got started, I used to get on interviews. They'll ask me a question. I knew the answer. I just couldn't say it. And, it, and then the interview would be over and it should have just popped in my head. I'd be like, damn, because you're nervous. Yeah. Because you're scared. You're nervous. And that shit blocks you. Can't think logically. You want to think physically. And so when you get in a fearful situation, nervousness, the why in an interview, it hurts you. Because usually when you get nervous, your reaction is to the fight or flight type shit, which floods your brain. You can't think analytically a lot of times. You you can think almost like an animal. I hate to say it's almost more of an animalistic survival instinct that works against you in an interview. You can't that shit. Actually, you need to be able to think analytically to where it becomes almost the first thing that comes to your mind. And so it will be your instinct. But when you first learning, it's not your instinct. They get you in an interview. You know the answer. You can literally be studying a sheet of paper outside in the car. Go up in there. Remember none of that shit. It happened yeah. to me all the time. I had to learn it. And, and now, with us, we can't do that. A lot of us just have struggles doing that. Go ahead. Now, I, I do want to say something else. It's not just necessarily about knowing the information or not not thinking that you're smart enough to get it. What, what I really want black folks to understand when it comes to tech is that your competition isn't necessarily just the Asian man and the white man. Your true competition is a damn middle schooler right now, in case you guys don't realize this. And so a couple of weeks ago, I got invited to go to this IT expo where a bunch of these IT companies were out pitching whatever it is their company was doing. And they had a couple high school kids and middle school kids come out there. And some of these high school kids had brought their resumes with them, ready to apply for these companies and get job interviews straight out of high school. But there's one particular student stood out. It was a damn 
fifth grader, this little black female fifth grader. And she was in there talking to the president, the president of some company that was giving a little speech. She had when asked him a question. He started asking her about what she does. This little fifth grade black girl with glasses on was talking about she already knows how to code Python. And she's out here trying to build artificial intelligent robots and just all type of next level stuff to the point where the president of this company was like, yo, I'm about to send your parents, you know, anything you want. Let me let me try to help you out. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is this whole tech thing with making money and then everybody thinks it's just the white people and the Asian people. Yeah, that's true too. Because tech only with black folks is only like maybe what 4%. But your real competition is going to be coming from these damn middle schoolers and these high schoolers who are getting trained up on this crap now. You know what I'm saying? And so you guys might want to keep that in the back of your mind as you're out it doesn't matter what area of tech you go into that's who you're going to be competing against these young people who are going to outperform you and then oftentimes they'll do the same job at a cheaper pay than what you'll do it i mean look you give a kid 25 dollars an hour in high school he'll have they think they're rich yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I want my kids. I want them working at sixteen. I want them to be. Well, he, yeah, mine. He ain't got no choice. He gonna learn the code. I'm you know what I mean? I'm teaching my son. I got my oldest son. He's uh he's about to start eleventh grade. He'll be sixteen in August. As a matter of fact, we just had this conversation in the truck earlier today. I was like, "Listen, dude, you got to take these last two school, these two years of school, very serious because we're trying to get some scholarships, and you gonna major in STEM or you gonna major in law." If if uh, college ain't in the cards for you, you gonna learn some damn tech, some IT, and because because that that's what's gonna you're gonna always you're gonna be able, be able to always use that in this economy. So I'm currently getting my son prepared for this world at 16. So in the event he decides for some reason college ain't for him or whatever, he can go straight out there and get to the money. Because you know, as a young person, let's just say he gets A plus, net plus, security plus. He's 18 years old. He gets his first job. Making look, I would advise that if you look yeah. as much everything you say on campus from a community college. If you 16, 17, yeah. and by the time you're in the 12th grade, you coming out and you got all three of them certifications, man, please. Yeah, you'll come out. He'll come out with a job, twenty twenty five dollars an hour. His first job within about two three years, he might jump up to thirty uh, thirty dollars an hour, or something like that, maybe even faster. But because you know, I got my younger brothers. I got my youngest brother. He started off in tech when he was like twenty eight, twenty nine. He's been in tech for like eight nine years. Cybersecurity. He makes one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year doing this crap, and he's a college dropout. You know what mm, I'm saying? So, mm, so. You know what I mean? So I got students. Is, I got. I got. I ain't gonna say I want to put the student name out there. I got a couple of them with high school diplomas making six figures. Mm. See what I'm saying? You can make that money, bro. You, look, at the end of the day, I agree with everything G Dizzle's saying. I mean, G Dizzle has no choice. He's from the Tuskegee University. He has yeah, no I choice. <laughs> he has no choice. He has to be excellent, right? That's what we do, right? <laughs> but, but yeah. like I say, I'm gonna tell you like this, man. Um, if you got a kid, I was always thinking like, look, man, when your kid get around sixth, seventh grade, you on this summer, let them take uh, a course at the JUCO. As yeah. Go to a community college, enroll. By the time your child graduates, they need to have a bachelor's or a some sort of associate's diploma in something mm -hmm. that's of, of significance. Why? Because by the time that child graduates high school and gets out, they got an associate's. Or even if they got just one of those one-year things they give. Because everything ain't just associates. They got certificates you can get with like half, like, like one-year certificates. You can get that. And then what happens is they got the core stuff, right? Then as a parent, it's only right that like G. Dizzle's son knows everything he knows. If you're a parent and you got a tech skill and your child get out and your child trying to go to school and they don't at least know what you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to spend that time, son. You're going to sit your ass right here. You're going to learn everything I know. 
so that when you go in these places, you gonna we're gonna do it in person. I'm gonna make oh, yeah. sure. So when you go, you already 10 years in, you already got the wisdom that I had at 40 some because I taught you. But yep. then on top of that, I, if you got time, this is my personal opinion. Shit, why why do we think employee? Why not fund your kids' businesses with just like a mutual fund or some money sitting somewhere and some insurance policy, like a whole life? Oh, yeah, we was talking about that too. Yeah. I, I was telling my son, I'm like, listen, dude, I, I, I'm about to try to teach you these basic skills. Cause I'm like, listen, yeah, I want you to go get your first job so you know what it's like to work for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, well, I'm gonna help you start a business. I was like, listen. We, we could just start a business fixing phones, you know, just just doing some basic computer stuff because, you know, there's, there's a gang of company, uh, little small businesses out here that don't really have any type of IT infrastructure set up in place whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm pushing my son towards that. It's a little struggle because he's out here trying to, you know, chase girls and do some other bullshit. But, you know, we're going to get him right. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, look, I'm going to tell you like this, man. I remember uh, brother i had on my channel way back when i first started my channel uh interview with an it insider that's the name of it and the brother was a recruiter at the time by the name of sean and he went to tuskegee with us and he told me in that he was talking about this kid that was like had just graduated high school but his word had gotten out he was one of the best iphone developers he had developed apps and sold them on, on amazon i mean on, on on the itunes store and they were rolling and everybody got word of him and these recruiting firms were calling offering him 100 to 125 dollars an hour at 18 years old he just knew how to code iphone yeah that stuff is real man and i was like look you don't even have to be like at this point now it's almost getting to the point working for a job at a company you almost all you gotta do is just prove like with Salesforce, you can go in the trailhead and get a bunch of super badges and get a bunch, of, and then these people calling you. Yep. Hey, I see you on because they called me. I got like 30,000, 28,000 points on trailhead, and I got like I had the certification. I just lost it like last week because I just I got tired of renewing it, right? But the point I'm making is the Salesforce certification, these people will call you. Hey, I you know, I, I see you on, they'll look you up, they'll call you. And they'll want you to go on interviews. I still get calls from people from um these companies, and these people will be calling me all the time trying to get me to do different interviews and talk to these people in Salesforce. It's just I didn't go into Salesforce. Now, the reason I like Salesforce for a beginner is because the first certification, you ain't got to know how to code at all. All you got to know how to do is point and click, drag and drop. And then it's just all explaining the platform, the environment. You talking, talking about Salesforce? Yeah, the administrator cert. Once you okay, get that okay. first cert, it's just understanding the environment and understanding the platform and how it works. That's it. And it's just point and click, drag and drop. Once mm -hmm. you know that, you get that first cert, You that's enough right there to make some real money. Just that one certification probably take you about two months. It's going to take us about two two to three months. I don't know how long. I'm going to let him talk about how he gonna, how long he's going to take. But yeah. that being said, guys, this is a, a golden opportunity. But one thing, the, what really brought this video on was just liberals telling black people that we're going to stop holding you accountable. Man, look, in business and everything we're talking about, being incorrect can cost millions, billions of dollars. You cannot be incorrect in code. You just can't. Like, think about that, guys. Can, can, is there anything you could do incorrect and the company just let that shit go because you black? That <laughs> no, make any type of sense. It's not. And there's this uh, forum called uh, Blind. It's, it's called Blind. That's where, where all the software it's like a it's kind of like reddit but it's specifically geared for you know software developers and there was a thread the other day about you know what they call diversity or whatever right and they was 
it's all anonymous, but you know, they were like they were saying that uh is it more diverse with less rigorous entry requirements like the lead let's call it lead code? That's like the code style, the whiteboard interviews. I use that as an example because from my anecdotal experience, black people have told me that those interviews are racist. So is it really that these companies are locking black people out, or do companies just not want black people there, or are black people not rising to the occasion? Well, yeah, I think like, we're not rising to the occasion. If you go on an interview and you get on that whiteboard and you put code up there like you neo from the matrix what they gonna do they gonna not give you the job right and you can use python for a lot of them too you don't have to use like c plus plus or c you, you you can choose a lot of times you can choose what language you want to use and you know python's the you know either, either both of you use python or javascript or java but uh yeah you're right and that's what i was saying too man you gotta it's kind of almost like an iq test low-key i'm not gonna lie like, it's kind of almost I, like I, I, you know what i would i would I, I, I probably would say that but i wouldn't say that because a lot of people that think that black people that aren't in a lot of people think that black people are where they are because we're stupid and we have low IQ, right? I beg to differ. I don't think black people have low IQ. I don't think the average black IQ is 85. And we're literally 15 points lower, and that's why we can't do it. I think that's bullshit because if you adjust, if you adjust, if you adjust for diet, you adjust for like background, a lot of different things. Black people test right on par with everybody else. You can take a black kid, raise him up in an Asian in culture and environment, and that child will perform at the same rate. Like if you let that child read and do a lot of certain things by the time they're four, if that child is reading at a second grade level by the time they five years old or six years old, by the time they get up and go to college and be with their IQ will be right there on par. I don't believe that. And so I, and the reason I would no, say that no, also you- an IQ test is a measure of you being an abstract thinker or a concrete thinker. And we're more concrete as black people. Abstract thinkers excel in shit like abstract shit like like, like IT. No, you're right. And Jesus, I know you my bad. I just want to say that I don't I don't I'm with you. I don't believe that the IQ is genetic. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's I'm I'm of the nurture versus nature argument. That's that's why I kind of that's why I lean that because you can practice these code interviews. They got books, they got how to crack the code interview, they got elements of algorithms, they got all and they got this website called Leak Code that if you pay the $35 a month, they show you the code, the, the exams that Facebook, Google, Microsoft, uh Snapchat, IBM, Dell, all they, they have the exact what or, or, or similar coding, you know what I'm saying? Like similar coding interviews to these um, on that website. But you got to put it in the work, right? That's all I want to say. Go ahead. My bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't I don't know if these interviews are racist per se. I just like to think about the aspect that when you look at the industry of tech in general, when it comes to black people, like I said earlier, it's probably like anywhere between maybe five to 7% black people period in tech. And so what I'm saying is when you, when you go on an interview with these companies, more than likely it's going to be some white person interviewing you, or if you're on the West coast, probably going to be an Asian person interviewing you. And then you go into the company atmosphere it's going to be dominated with whites and Asians. So they're not used to seeing black people in these spaces. You know what I'm saying? To that degree, probably. And so it's kind of like that old saying I used to hear from my mama when I was growing up. And I'm pretty sure y'all heard it. You're gonna have to be twice as better than, than yep. your white competitor. Yep. And that's what you're gonna have to actually be in tech. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna actually have to be and demonstrate that you know what the fuck you're talking about and can get busy doing whatever it is that you're doing. Because unfortunately, they might be looking at you like, well, we don't really see a lot of black folks doing this. You know, it's kind of like, what what if I had a, and I'm trying to give an example here. What what if, uh, matter of fact, remember the movie G.I. Jane, where she wanted yeah. to try out for the military or the special forces or some yeah. shit like that. Yep. And they were going, they were looking at her extra hard. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily, maybe because she was a female, but, but but she was entering a male-dominated space. And they're not used to seeing females in this arena, so they're going to have to challenge her 
to see if she's really about that life and can perform. Unfortunately, at this point in the game, until the numbers go up to at least a good 13% to where we match the actual demographics of the country to a certain extent, when you when people go to these job interviews, you may have to expect that they're going to be looking at you like, do you really know what the hell you're talking about? Or, or are you here because the country is on some old, woe is me, black people can't do shit, now I got to give you, I got to well, be I mean, that, in, higher, et cetera. But therein, that's the reason why I don't want these weird ass quotes. I, I would rather yeah. this, is, this is the conservative argument that when it really boils down to the difference between a conservative and a liberal, a liberal thinks that, you know what, you're not there because of racism. And if you work hard, you won't be rewarded. Whereas me and all three of us on this panel will say, if you work hard, you'll win. Hard work yeah. wins. I believe that if you work hard, you will be rewarded. If you have you the best coder and you go in an interview and you code your ass off, I'm look, man, I'm about six two. I, you know, I work out sometimes, depending on what I'm wearing. I look a little stocky, I ain't big, but you know, if I wear a polo or something, you can see why I work out. I can intimidate people. I put on some damn uh, hard bottoms or something. I'm like six two, six three. So you know, he's white, and I'm I got a little deep voice. I come in, I could be intimidating to a little white person from middle America. So they'll be looking like okay uh but guess what i disarm them i come in i understand where i'm at i understand the six o'clock news i know when i go home and cut the news on i'm shook too and so i understand why when you cut the six o'clock news on and you see a nigga up there with his pants sagging he looked kind of like me except he he thugged out you might not want to give me that job making a hundred thousand so i have to smile and talk about georgia football versus alabama or whatever just to dis you know disarm them because these are skills that black men need in these spaces you have to be able to network to to you know that's just bottom and i tell my students this stuff you know but you know even if i didn't if i just walked in there and i'm and i and i'm kicking ass it been times i've, I've actually not gave a damn like because i already had a job or something <laughs> i go in and just interview straight out i don't try to crack no jokes Hey, how you doing? Do and get the damn job offer. Dude, that actually happened to me at my last, the last job interview I did. I went in there, I already had another job, and I literally went in there and started cracking jokes and was cracking jokes on the person interviewing me, and they offered me the job. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I knew what the hell I was doing, though. Yeah, because no, they, I'm sure they questioned you the real time and asked you the technical stuff. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, he know, okay, he his kung fu is strong. Okay. And that is, and that is a good point. Is strong, they can't look. If, they, if your kung fu is strong, you in the running. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what? So I noticed this too. When I get Apu and uh, that's their name. I'm not being funny. Like Muhammad as my interviewer, my success rate ain't that high. But when it's like Jeff, you know, Paul, oh, yeah, yeah, American, yeah, American. When I get them, um, my success rate yeah. is is way higher. Especially the middle aged white boy that's married. That you know, he hey, how are you? The guy you can tell he just relaxed his hair because he's making damn near two hundred sitting on his ass at home or something. You can hear a dog in the background. Roof, that little stuff. Nah, right. I actually had, I actually had a, my favorite. <laughs> and I actually had a white woman and a black woman interview me while I was cracking these jokes, man. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. Dude, I, it was so crazy. One of this dude I worked with, man, he had a Jumpman logo as uh, on his ankle, like on his back of his leg. He had the Jordan logo tattoo on the back of his leg. Oh wow! Oh yeah. Like, hey, and look, I man, noticed some. The diversity thing from my this is my anecdotal experience. Like I, this is what I want to tell black people. I don't really think you should heart like bank on that diversity because low key diversity kind of mean white woman. In my from my perspective, well uh, either that or LGBT or LGBT. Yeah, yeah. It ain't really black men ain't really filling up the quota on them diversity joints. That's not black. Look, black man, you gonna be the last one in the door if we're talking <laughs> quota pity. You gonna be the last month. Look, they've done surveys in hospitals. Who's in the most pain? And the black man can have his arm cut off. They'll say that that white woman's got a fingernail ripped off. If a white woman gets a fingernail ripped off, 
and a black man gets an arm ripped off, they say that the white woman is in more pain than the black man. That, that just goes to show you how people don't give a fuck about you. And this is how much people don't give a damn about the black man. And so you really, when you come in, but see, I understand that shit. See, I'm not, I don't come into these spaces wanting a hug or thinking y'all really like me or love me or I don't give a fuck if you hate my guts. You could be racist. You can go home and say, I hate this nigger. I hate working with him every day. But if you show up, you treat me with respect, and my check clear on Friday, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. And I think that a lot of times when you look at this diversity shit all the time, it's a bunch of much ado about wanting to be liked and wanting people to really care. That like Chronicles of Judah 44 used to always talk about people want people to really just, you know, care about their emotions. And, you know, you just, you know, I, you know, I need to see somebody that looks like me because representation matters. And I don't give a fuck about that. So what you see a black person? I didn't really like Barack Obama being president. If that's what it took for you to get your work or you to think, you know what, let me apply myself because Barack made president. So when you telling me if this dude lost, you ain't going to fucking apply yourself. You was going to fuck up anyway. Hey, sir, I'm about, I'm about to drop down, man. All right, bro. Uh, All right, I, man. I just want to say one more thing, man. All right. Uh, for those of y'all out there who are tired of sub telling you ain't shit because you ain't getting database development, come on over to Tech G Records, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you out of this Hey, I'm all in the videos, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> hey, they, hey, they, they, they might have they went over their head, dog. They hey, oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's 95. That's Source Award 95. That might have went over their head right there, dog. <laughs> all right, bro. I'm going to holler at you later, man. All right, man. Take care, bro.